0: Welcome to Soundography, a crash course in music, one band at a time. I'm Brian Ibbett. And I am the American who wins or the Russian who wins, depending on which version you watch.
1: <laughs> and a show with everything, but Yul Brenner. Uh, that's right. Uh, if that wasn't enough of a hint, we're going to be talking about Chess, the musical, the movie, or the concert, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just a little preface here. Uh, normally, this is a thing that only goes out to patrons, folks who support us on Patreon.com. Soundography, but we're we're putting this one on the main feed too as kind of like a little sampler. Hey, you know, if you like the regular content you get from Soundography, and you just want a little bit more, and sometimes, uh, and 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 mostly focused on movies and uh, TV shows that that are heavily weighted towards music, either concert films, documentaries, or things like this, the musicals and stuff, then uh, you should become a patron and you can become a patron for as little as a dollar or two a month and get all this extra bonus stuff uh, in your feed. Uh, so sign up today, patreon.com soundography.
0: The other reason we're doing it is because I'm dealing with some family health issues, specifically with my dad, and uh, I don't want to leave too much of a hole in the, in the uh, delivery of shows. So yeah. we're going to do this so we have it and people will have it out there so that there's less disruptum less disruption to your listening schedule or enjoyment or however you want to phrase it. So exactly.
1: Yep. Yep. And hopefully hopefully the things go well there Hammond and um and we'll be back to a normal schedule before too long. Yeah. All right. So, chess, the musical, the concert, the movie, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the experience, or a lifetime. The experience.
1: So, this uh, what we did watch was the concert, the the the, the movie of the concert of the twenty fifth anniversary of the release of the chess musical, and this was what two 2000- thousand. Ten, Yeah, so when was this 2010,
0: then? I think. Yeah, because I okay. bought it on DVD when we were still living in the other house. So I used to sit and watch it with Audrey when she was like like one or two years old. Wow. Okay. Indoctrination uh, early into one of the greatest musicals ever written.
1: <laughs> I'll say yes, for sure. And this one is, uh, oh, there we go, 2008. And this one uh, features Idina Menzel, uh Josh Groban, uh, Adam Pascal, Uh, Carrie Ellis, David Bedelia, Clark Peters, and Marty Pello from
0: wet, wet, wet. (laughs) So the arbiter. So this, so what's interesting is at the beginning of this movie, uh, I think it's Tim Rice gets up and he says, Hey, we've been working on this for 25 years. And I think we've just about got it right. Yeah. Which is kind of an inside joke because every time it's been kind of produced, they've been tweaking with the story. They've been tweaking with the songs. Oh, they really do. Yeah, they they really have been trying to make it work. So there's the original one that came out in like 1984 and Mm -hmm. it has the Russian winning and, and it's the whole, the story is one way. And then Mm -hmm. there was the American production on Broadway in 86 and the story went a completely different way, like the American one. And there's all this like subterfuge and spy play and all kinds of things like that. And then all, every subsequent version that they've kind of been involved in, they've added new songs, taken songs out, rewritten some songs, uh, like, uh, someone else's, someone else's story, Mm -hmm. I believe that someone else's. Yeah, that one wasn't in the original story. In the original, that was added for the American one, but now it's been indoctrinated almost in every version since. Oh, really? So then there's been a lot of things with the, uh, like the reporters' songs that have been added. There's some Hmm. diplomat songs that have been added. Uh, They've rearranged, you know, placement of certain things. Like in the American version, they actually use the word prognostication, which I don't think had ever been used in a musical (laughs) since. (laughs) Or and before. More likely, yeah, most likely not. So, uh, for the sure. O- the only use of the word prognostication in American musical history was probably in the 1986 version or the. Crazy. Yeah. So, uh, I I have a lot of different versions uh, of this. Right. I even have an, a, a Swedish production in Swedish that I, I listen to on occasion.
1: Which is appropriate because it was co written by Bjorn
0: Olveas and Benny Anderson mm-hmm. of ABBA, the yeah. two B's in yeah. ABBA. So from what the reason we're doing this actually is because of a comment you made when we were talking about Paris mm-hmm. and that comment was because I kept comparing Paris to this and you're right. like, I don't know what you're talking about because I've actually never listened to it before.
1: The only song I've ever heard from chess is kind of the obvious Song that everybody's heard. Jess, you don't which is- know the
0: I know him so well with Whitney Houston saying it with her mom of all people.
1: No, no. Oh, it wow. sounded
0: familiar when when it came
1: up in the show, but I I certainly didn't know it. Know it, know it. Okay.
0: Um, all right. Yeah. So yeah. A uh, high level conversation first. What sure. did you think is your first viewing? I liked it.
1: I liked it a lot. I um I, I really liked this presentation of it because I was worried that not being a truly theatrical presentation, it was just basically going to be, here are all the songs from Chess with no setup or anything between. And that's not at all what we got, what, what this is. It is it is Chess the musical presented with acting, with with stuff between the songs to... Move the plot forward with a lot more visuals than I was expecting, mm-hmm. as far as like uh, the stuff on the screens, and um, uh, and now I feel like okay, I can. I feel like I can say I've seen chess because I've seen this. I was really worried it was going to be. I'm trying to think of the example, but it would be like the Encanto sing along that Disney aired uh, on the Disney uh, oh, streaming right, service, right, Disney right, Plus, right. a while back. Where it's really just, here are the songs from Encanto, none of the stuff really in between. Yeah.
0: So I have to admit that this version isn't my favorite. I love Josh Groban in the role. I do Mm -hmm. not like Edina Menzel as the role of of, uh, Florence. And I do not like uh, Adam Pascal as the American. Oh, really? Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I'm a big Adam Pascal fan because of Rent, um, yeah. and that's and as soon as he starts singing, I swear to God, that's all I hear is uh, <laughs> one note glory. You know his whole like yeah. his his almost DJ DJ level singing, and when I you know knowing that one night in Bangkok, big hit for Murray Head, it never, I mean, never. Uh, I guess it did. It did, must not have occurred to me that um, that Murray played Freddie in chess mm-hmm. i mean i didn't know anything else about chess so well and also
0: what's really interesting is his brother anthony stewart had famously a buffy yeah. played of the buffy, russian yeah. in a production of it as well oh really at the uh-huh. same time no Della i don't know if they were. i don't know if they're know if they were at the same time but if they overlapped okay. one has played the american when one has played the russian and i'm not sure if they were ever on stage together but i do think it's mm-hmm. interesting that they've both been involved with it oh for
1: sure yeah no kidding um Adam Pascal definitely plays that as a cocky arrogant you know uh I I hear I read that it was modeled after Bobby Fischer a little bit mm-hmm. is so in the in the version where the American wins is everything just reversed like does basically does Anatoly become the um the the uh, uh, playcaster, uh, sportscaster, or, or, you know, play-by-play guy. No,
0: I, actually, it's not just that. The, the whole story changed because in the one with the American one, there's way more spycraft. And oh, it's, really? it's way okay. more uh, uh, Cold War Cold war kind of parables focused. and analogies. And it's way more heavy-handed. This one almost comes across as almost like, uh, uh, instead of spycraft, almost like media and marketing and money and manipulating yeah. the yeah. the. The pocketbooks of the viewers and not so much the the back and forth of espionage for sure okay yeah I definitely saw that more as as
1: like yeah the marketing of chess and how it's both you know given people more awareness of the game but also sullied the the reason for the game yeah the um I know neither description you know the spy crafty versus the marketing and stuff like that mentions the the love aspect which I think is my only complaint about this is that i didn't feel like there was any chemistry between adina menzel musically and josh groban or adam pascal yeah, i yeah. felt like like the love interest thing was
0: was just a dead a dead plot point also dead, it's DC really hard point. to root for a guy who's basically cheating on his wife yeah right exactly. Hey,
1: here's uh, Svetlana back home, or is Svetlana who's, who's Yeah, the wife? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Svetlana back home and uh, the kids, and uh, that's all right. Uh, you know, you got you
0: got Adina uh, Menzel's character here for, well, and, for and that. The reason I don't prefer her in this role, it's not that she did a bad job. It's just that vocally, I prefer other versions of this voice. Mm, okay. uh, she seems, in a couple times, seems very shrill, kind of yelly, and one of the things that I liked about Florence's character and other portrayals is that Florence is more soft-spoken, and she's kind of uh, subtly affecting Freddie's mm-hmm. behavior, and she's subtly supporting Anatoly, and she's she's not quite as brash. Yeah, and Adina played this very brashly. Like
1: very much so. It, it, you know, she's instead of being wistful about her the you know possibility that her father's still alive and rotting in a cell, she's just. Dina Menzel is angry about everything. And there's <laughs> also a ver- and about everything.
0: there's another version where she actually sees her father. And oh, really? They have a song, yeah. So, like I said, they've been working wow. on this and it's and altering really it. Really been evolving. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. In fact, the version we did in college that I worked on in college actually had her father show up in a wheelchair, and there was con- like some concern that it really was her father. But then they share this song that they sang when she was a girl, like a little girl, and It proves it, and then he's taken away, and 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 it's all way more. Like I said, there's way more subterfuge in other versions.
1: Wow. Okay. I had no idea that this thing had been. so many alternate reality multiverse, uh, chess multiverse moments.
0: And uh, one of my favorite uh, things is the story of chess. At the very beginning, each game of chess means there's one less that one. I've heard yeah. that played at the end, like right before the last chess match. I've heard that played yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> I've heard it played at the beginning of an act. So there's lots of different placements and things been rearranged. So, wow. and one version I think Completely skips that opening Murano piece where they're making fun of Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. Mm, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> love that one. By the way, love yeah. the whole uh,
1: the chorus singing that one. I was really, by the way, expecting in this version of it, um, and just to kind of give the listeners some background if they haven't seen it, they've got the the kind of the choir along the back of the stage, and it's a bunch of singers in in black or white outfits, and I really would have liked to have seen. You know, every time they cut to them, there's more people wearing black among the white white <laughs> wearing people, and more white wearing people among the black wearing people, and and having them integrate like a like an actual chess match, I thought would have been good.
0: I did think the costuming on this was interesting because they've got Freddie all in white, mm. Evan and Holy yeah. all in black, and then Florence's dress fades between white and black. Yes. and then at the end, she's actually wearing a white dress with black splotches all over it.
1: Yes, which, uh, uh, that was a very clever,
0: that was, mm-hmm. a, we know it and I noticed that as well. Yeah. yeah, and I love the Arbiter in this one. Uh The Arbiter has always been kind of a wild card as far as casting and as far mm-hmm. as vocals go. And it's one where you have to have a really strong voice, but you also have to be able to do kind of a rock voice too, because the Arbiter numbers are always mm-hmm. kind of guitar-backed and guitar-based. Yeah, they really are,
1: yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, this was uh really, really enjoyed... Um really enjoyed this and uh um it surprised me that i'd never if you were if you were to ask me uh, about uh, chess before watching this i wouldn't have even been able to tell you it was cold war related um or or anything really you know there was an american versus a russian or 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 that there was this uh a uh, love story kind of told against this cold war backdrop had no idea what any of it was about uh, whereas like avenida i could tell you, yeah. you know, roughly or or uh, cats or whatever but uh, what is cats about i want to hear that one <laughs> cats is about a bunch of cats that uh that live in their memories uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> No, it's uh, yeah, you know, that's a really point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna try and bullshit so, my way through,
0: it. it's like, so cats is actually based on a collection of poems by T. S. Eliot called S. Eliot, the Tom, yeah, old Tom, yeah old Tom's Practical Book of Cats. Right. And so, right. Uh, I actually had to memorize the, the naming of cats for a class I took when I was in college. Oh, really? I didn't okay. have to sing it. I just had to interpret it my own way. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think. What's really interesting is because there are so many versions, I love the fact that they acknowledge that up front. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and for those who've been kind of paying attention all along, having them acknowledge that we I think we almost have it right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is kind lot,
1: of a, that makes a lot more sense now, or is a lot funnier now yeah.
0: hearing that. So yeah, I, I think if anyone's interested, you know, starting with that first, you know, black and white uh nineteen eighty four release, the concept album. With, mm-hmm. uh Elaine page and uh, Murray Head uh that's a great place to start but then the world opens up you've got all kinds of different versions and all kinds of different leases mm-hmm. there's one that's like this I think it's a Budapest in concert and mm. that okay. one is really good but it's also super hard to find huh so interesting
1: and since and since uh Florence Florence's character background is
0: Hungarian. Mm-hmm. That, uh, interesting. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of different versions and, you know, lots of different things about it, but this one is good. And I like what they do with the story. I think the story, uh, I do miss some of the spy craft though. I mean, the idea mm-hmm. that that there's all this extracurricular activity going on in the background of the chess match, uh, is interesting to me, but, Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I I know the other versions and
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um uh, did you mention we talked about the marketing stuff and that kind of falls right around the character of Walter. Uh-huh. Uh, and in who's... one version,
0: he's actually a CIA agent, I think.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, noticing that there are a lot of versions where he's just
0: not in there at all. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. then one version he's CIA.
1: Interesting. Okay. And he
0: and he and Molokov, <laughs> uh the Russian for Anatoly, who has an amazing voice in most versions, yeah. uh, he those two have a lot of fun moments singing together because they're uh they're both in the spy craft. Gotcha. Um
1: yeah, Molokov was great. I thought uh was a really a really good character, very strong singing
0: in this uh in this version. The version we did when I was in college, we gender swapped and that was a woman, which added some interesting dynamics when the love oh, yeah, story both, kicked in. Sure. Both uh, players have a female second. second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that was an interesting, and it really wasn't anything we changed dialogue or wor- verbally. It was just appearances and it got, it was interesting just to, to see it on stage play out. No kidding. Um, I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been a an
1: actual movie adaptation, like there has been for well, rent, and oddly enough, cuts. oddly um,
0: enough, I'm just looking through and I saw something. Where did I see it here? Um, wow, they did yeah, an Australian revival back in 2021. I need to find that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, according to Wikipedia, in January of last year, yep, that's the uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Tim Rice said that he wants to do a film adaptation especially because of how popular The Queen's Gambit was. Well, you're you're slowly, that window is slowly closing. And uh, <laughs> and by the, the reception to Cats, that might not have helped things at well, all. Well, Cats uh, is a
0: weird thing, because I'm, I'm convinced that people who made Cats had never actually even paid attention to what the musical is or is about. Yeah. Because sure. uh, I'm going to give this shout out. There's a guy on YouTube, his name is Sideways, and he talks about, musicals all the time and, and, specifically musical adaptations and his breakdown of cats is genius. And it just goes to prove that the people who made the movie really weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have to give him credit. Cause after I, am like, I know Good. something's off. And then when I Good. watched his I, thing, I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's totally right. They don't get it. They didn't even, they didn't even understand it. Then, then that makes me feel better
1: about uh, seeing cats eventually. And skipping that movie.
0: (laughs) Uh, Cats the Musical is still an odd pill to swallow. It is. Okay. Which is why uh, it was such a punchline for John Lovitz on Saturday Night Live. And he goes, It was much better than Cats. I laughed. I cried. It was. I didn't realize that. Okay. (laughs) I've never seen that, but now I need to see that. Cool. So, any kind of standout moments, like musically, other than other than the the, the Murano, the opening number. Uh, yeah, Murano, I loved um, the um,
1: the match itself, the first match where uh, Bobby throws it. I really liked the combination of the the dancers on the front of the stage in black and white outfits, kind of twisting around each other like uh, like pieces on a board, and then the song going along with that. The kind of instrumental, but then also the stuff on on the screen visually, with the news, you know, kind of giving the crawl of what's going on in the in the game. Uh, I like that. Uh, the one with Florence and Svetlana mm-hmm. simultaneously singing about uh, Anatoly. I liked. Um,
0: yeah, that was I know him so well, right?
1: Oh, that was, that was, I knew him so well. Okay. All right. Well then I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta look in my library and see if I have any covers of that. And when you think about the
0: context of it, it is weird that Whitney Houston sang that song with her mom. No kidding. (laughs) They were both with the same person. Uh, Hey, they're from that ABBA song. Look at the circle completing. Look at the circle completing itself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, funny. I actually do have the Melanie C, the Sporty Spice version from her Stages album. Of course I do.
0: Yeah, I think we talked
1: about that on... uh, We did. Yeah. We did on the Spice Girls episode for sure. Yep. We definitely talked about that album. I don't know if we talked about that song from it. I think
0: uh, I might have picked it. Chosen it for you. Yeah, I think I might have. I don't remember. I know I picked something from that album. I don't remember which one.
1: It would not have surprised me if you did just because of your love for for. The, the musical chess.
0: Yeah. I mean, this and Sweeney Todd are the two things that got me involved in musical theater and mm. developed a love for it. And uh, they could not be more different. And yeah. uh, I, and my goal when I started working in theater was to work on e- e- both of them. And I did. And uh, I'm thrilled to say that I was able to do that because those are things that, you know, some people don't get a chance to do. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Well, very, very cool that you, uh, that
1: you're involved with both of those. And, and I expect that sometime we're going to watch Sweeney Todd for, uh, yeah, <laughs> for let's, we're going to
0: watch one of the, we're probably going to watch the in concert version because I just opposed re- to the depth Depp version. Yeah. I just rewatched the Johnny Depp version and I have, I have lots of complaints and things to say about it. Uh uh-huh. It's missing some things that I, I really miss.
1: Okay. Well, then we can save, uh, I'll save uh, the other for film sack. <laughs>
0: I'll save Sweetie Todd. That would be a good one. I think that would be a much more entertaining thing. conversation because I think it might. Yeah. Because yeah, hearing <laughs> hearing Scott talk about just how bloody uh, Borat gets could be really fun. <laughs> right. I
1: forget that he's in that. I can think of of uh, Helena Bonham Carter and of Johnny Depp, of course, but I forget about And Snape the, uh, is
0: in it. Snape is in it, and so is Borat. Right. Right.
1: So also
0: the guy who played the road manager from Rockstar, um, he plays Beetle Bamford. I can't think of the guy's name. He's a British actor who's great. Um,
1: I know we watched for uh, for this. Yeah, I could not tell you. I couldn't. Was... I can't
0: remember the guy's name, but he's he's great too. So, cool. but I'm so it's for people to watch this. I bought yeah. it on DVD and then I rebought it again on iTunes because my dvd got scratched somehow and so i mm. just bought an it itunes just so i could have it uh yep is that what that's how uh, i got it as well yeah. yeah
1: but the itunes version uh 20 bucks and uh easily something i'll I'll put on every once in a while uh, especially for the background music it's yeah. good it's good music and it's
0: you know even if you're not watching the visuals hearing those songs again is great yeah and the versions of them they're not bad it's just that i am so familiar with other versions that there are things yeah. where i hit where I hear specifically Florence, uh, Idina I'm have hit to look things.
1: For, I'm gonna have to look for another, uh, like a YouTube video of, of Florence, like Elaine Page's version or yeah. somebody else's version to, uh, to get a comparison.
0: Yeah, it's, it's way more, I guess, subtle might be the only way I could describe it, is it's way more subdued in mm-hmm. how she portrays her. Uh, hmm. and, I think I like that better than where she's not matching Freddie's mannequin energy. I like Freddie being the one who appears nuts. Right. He definitely seems a lot more with,
1: without her to, without her increased to his level, then it would seem a lot more. um, His arrogance would be a lot more on display and
0: a lot more of an issue. Yeah. She, she seems to match him in this one, which is fine. I understand why they might've done that, but I like it where she's actually treating him like an irate child, basically.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> for sure. Okay. Cool. So any
0: other comments about this? Cause I mean, I could talk about chess all day. I got, I got, <laughs> I, I got nothing but things to talk about. So it's kind of up to you to ask questions or. what Sure.
1: You think. No, I, I can't think of anything else. Cause we talked about the different versions and how those play out, um, which really surprised me. So that, that was kind of the big thing. Um I can't think of any any other questions I have of this. Okay. Do you have a do you have a pick if they were to make a movie of this right now? Do you have a pick of who you'd like to see uh with the three the three main leads and maybe the
0: three main leads in the arbiter. Uh the arbiter I would like to see uh like I don't know if he's old, he'd be too old now, but someone in the vocal range of like Sebastian Bach. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, to do it. Someone in that kind of, uh, eighties rock and roll hair metal kind of voice. Yeah. I think he would, uh, someone would do great with that. Uh, and then I would want, uh, someone like, oh gosh, I can't think of her name. Uh, Zombieland, Land, La La Land. Oh yes. Um all the other land I'll, movies she's done. Uh, Emma Emma Stone, Roberts Stone. Emma Stone.
1: Stone. Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. I can
0: see her playing Florence. That would be a good that would be a good pick. Uh and then I think for Freddie, someone yeah. in kind of, I don't know if he can sing, but someone in the vein of uh uh Ryan Reynolds. Where the sarcasm oh, just
1: oozes for, out of him. Certainly for the, the cockiness. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was thinking like um uh, Andrew Garfield, but Andrew Garfield can't pull off
0: anything but just sweet and nice and Yeah. <laughs> and then of course you have if you're gonna do, you know, Deadpool, you have to cast Wolverine. So I think Wolverine should be the uh Russian.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, I like that. Hugh Jackman is the Russian and yeah. uh yeah. Ryan Reynolds is the, uh, yeah, I don't know if he can sing. Uh, he, he could probably, who knows how much. I don't I mean, know. No, I that, that Pity is, the
0: Child, yeah. that Pity the Child song is one of the hardest songs I think ever written. That that very end uh, when he says, oh, just yes. in case they said who, and they hit that high, I think it's like a C over middle C. It's super high for a dude. There's, yeah. It, it's one of the hardest notes I've ever heard a dude hit. And uh, Murray Head hits it flawlessly on the, original recording, uh, when we did it, we had to drop it down like two steps, maybe a step and a oh, half wow. just because we needed to be able to hit it consistently. Cause the guy we had singing could hit it, but to hit it every night for three weeks, three and a half weeks or whatever it was, uh, yeah. that would, that would be hard to, hard to do. Maintain. Yeah. Sure. So you had to, we had to put it down somewhere comfortably where you could land on that thing without a ton of effort every night. I totally
1: believe that, just just based on how how much range.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. So maybe not Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> unless he has it in him, I don't know. I I, I don't know. You know who yeah. might be a good arbiter thinking about it? Uh that- Renner. He sings. Oh, really? Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he's in a band. Oh, he does sing,
1: yeah. Well, at least he sang for that uh was it Game Night? what, what movie was it where
0: he he does this old cheesy. Yeah, no, song he actually's in a band. He actually does stuff. He, I I don't know. Yeah, he might actually be a good one for it. Yeah. Okay. And good we choice. all know that uh, Howard, Down- Robert Downey Jr. actually released an album uh, <laughs> called The Futurist a while back. So he did. It was great. It had a yes cover on there.
1: Uh, <laughs> it did. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, let's just replace Rogers the Musical with uh, Chess and just pull all those guys in there. Ruffalo and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Oh, she would Ev- be a great Svetlana right there Avengers as your Scarlett the musical. Johansson. Yes, right. Cuz they all really <laughs> stop.
0: <laughs> and that cool. means that means uh somehow uh, uh Alfred, what's his name? Um Judla? No. Um Oh, Alfred from Batman, Michael Caine. Michael Caine would have to be your dad somehow.
1: Yeah, they would have to wheel him out of yeah. a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, uh, I think we've uh, we've fully uh, played the game of chess.
0: Well, I'm glad I'm glad you liked it. I cannot believe it's taken you this long to listen to it all the way through. Because oh, sure. when it came out, it was all over the place. It was right in like we were both in the same wheelhouse at that point. So I don't know yeah. how you avoided it.
1: We were and we weren't. I mean, you you were more in the musicals
0: than I was. I knew the
1: song when I, I mean, this is, you know, we're talking high school for me and, and I certainly wasn't in the theater group in high school. I was in junior high, but uh, didn't continue
0: on into into high school. Because I mean, you and I are both listening to Huey Lewis. We were both listening to Nick Kershaw. We were both listening to yeah. all, I mean, it was, we were all walking that same path and, and, yeah, but a, was a big
1: jump to musicals from
0: <laughs> many <from laughs> of those guys. There's a VHS that came out right alongside this thing called Chess Pieces. And it's the music videos they made for like four or five songs. Yeah, I saw that. Or Chess Moves? Chess or Moves. Ch- that's it. Chess moves. chess moves. Yeah. And Yeah, that's what I was actually
1: looking for online. And I found one of the videos from it. Yeah. Um, it I know him so well. And it's um, 80s
0: as hell. I mean.
1: Yes, it is. I mean, it looks like... like uh Bonnie Tyler, uh, around, Bright yes. Eyes. It's like Miami uh, Vice 100%.
0: decided to make music videos for chess. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Pastel suits yeah. and shoulder pads.
1: Completely, but I'm totally going to watch it after the show. <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, excellent well there you go and there you get a little sample of what we do for uh, for patrons if you're not a patron again really easy to become one just go to patreon.com soundography and, uh, and and give us a buck or two a month and you'll start getting this extra content uh, Hammond anything to close us out uh,
0: this is an all too familiar scene okay no, I, I do know, know. the line from, okay. Yeah, right. It didn't. It didn't land the way I expected it to. I'm sorry. It's yes, okay. If you
1: would have said one of the lines from- uh, One Night in Bangkok. One Night in Bangkok, yeah. I would have been I right get my there kicks with you.
0: Up, okay, I got it. How about, I get my kicks above the waistline, sunshine. Nice, there we go.
1: Perfect. All right. <laughs> so everybody, now you can go back to your bars, your temples, and your massage parlors. <laughs> uh, and that is going to do it for this edition of Soundography. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time right here, again, on Soundography.